Welcome to Well-Defined and Wonderful, the podcast about mathematical intricacies and beauty in mathematical analysis. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Well-Defined and Wonderful. And it is a great pleasure um, for me to have Fabian back uh, here in this uh, podcast after a little, little pause we had to take. Um, and now we talk about a very, very important concept uh, in mathematics as a whole, and also very important to um, our course here, which is continuity. What is continuity? What is the setting? Fabian, tell us more about that. Yeah, hello. So the setting uh, that we want to visit today is the setting of metric spaces. So in the past episode, we talked a lot about the internal structure of a metric space. So let's say we have a set x and a measure of distance that we usually denote with d our metric and this pair is our metric space so um, we have a notion of distance between elements here and today we are talking about the concept uh, for maps uh, between two metric spaces so we not only have one metric space x with a distance measure we also have a second metric space y with also its own uh, sense of distance its own metric and a map let's call it f between x and y and now we are we want to talk about the property of a map that the map f between those metric spaces can have and the property is called continuity and yeah should we start maybe with a with the formal definition that we know here, so the so-called epsilon delta definition of yeah, I think I think this is, a, a, this is a very very reasonable call. So just again, in order to get the state right, we have a map f that assigns every element from the metric space X to some element in the metric space Y, and now we take any point in x call it a and we want to say when f is continuous at a so when is this the case so given a point a in x the function f is continuous at a if for every number epsilon that is greater than zero we are able to find a number delta that is greater than zero such that for all other points x that we take from our original metric space x the following implication is true namely given that the distance between this randomly chosen point x and our original point a if this distance is smaller than delta then the distance between f of x and f of a so the two image points in our metric space y this distance is smaller than epsilon okay. that's a very complicated definition yeah it sounds say. very complicated to me as, as well so um maybe we we, we uh, run through this definition again but kind of backwards so uh, let us start off with the implication part first so the implication says if the distance of some point x to our point a is 
sufficiently small, then the distance of f of x to f of a is very small. And the sufficiently small is measured by delta. And this delta is uh, dependent on the given accuracy, the given smallness we have asked for in the beginning uh, with the term epsilon. So any, for, for any uh, possible accuracy epsilon, we want to determine uh, sufficient smallness delta such that if uh, our axis deviate from our A, not more than delta, our image points f of x and f of a don't deviate more than epsilon. Okay, uh, can you also maybe explain this in, in, in neighborhoods maybe, uh, Fabian? Yeah, and I would say let's also divide this definition into two parts, So, if, uh, but differently than you did. You divided it in implication and uh, assumptions. And now let's divide it into the two spaces that are involved here. Let's take a look at what is happening or what do we need to consider in our space X. So the domain of definition of our function and what is happening in the space Y. So, 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 so to say the uh, codomain of our function F. So mm -hmm. let's um, maybe start with our um, with our codomain first. So we have our uh, image point f of x and f of a. Mm -hmm. And now um, we predefine uh, a certain set or a certain uh, epsilon. Let's let's call it epsilon target accuracy or epsilon neighborhood of our image point f of a. Mm -hmm. And what we now want to find is, now we are translating into the first metric space X, we now want to find a depsilo, uh, sorry, a delta um, pre-image accuracy or a delta neighborhood of our pre-image point um, A that includes, uh, well, all points X that have, uh, well, that are in a, a delta neighborhood. So, so to say, they do not have more than delta um, distance from our point A. So we have now two neighborhoods, one in the um, domain of our function. This is the delta um, pre-image accuracy neighborhood. And we have another domain, uh, another neighborhood, an epsilon, target accuracy in the codomain of our function f. And now if we want to do this all again in the setting, the, the definition of continuity at the point A, it means that um, given a point uh, A in X, for, um, for every epsilon neighborhood of the image point f of a, we are able to find a delta neighborhood of our pre-image point a, such that every point x that is within this um, delta neighborhood of a 
also all the image points that uh, that we can attain with f so if we map all the axes to f of axes from our delta neighborhood they they are um well they are mapped into the epsilon neighborhood of f of a okay 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 uh can we maybe cook up some example um from everyday everyday's work everyday's practice uh which which makes sense and kind of resembles the process here yeah so we can maybe first start off with an example uh, of a production process so um thinking about a machine that we call f that transforms um pieces of wood so to say so we put in uh, a chunk or a, a piece of wood that we brought uh, yeah that we brought back from our travels and our uh, machine f transforms it okay so, so on the metric space x is now all the possible choices of pieces of wood and the metric space y is all the possible outcomes after our machine f has uh, used this, uh, these pieces of wood and, and, and uh, uh, produced something with it. Yeah. So what, what would it mean now to say that our, um, our function is continuous at, uh, well, at the point A of our first metric space? So given a, given a, let's say we have a plan of a perfect piece of uh of of wood that we that we want to use um what would it mean that this machine is continuous at this point yeah so it means that uh so if if we have at a at, at our perfectly shaped wood to begin with a uh we have a particular outcome we would want to have f of a continuity now means that we can ask for any accuracy uh of our machine so that the the um we we, we can ask the machine uh how do we have to um put in the wood and how 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 much can this the the initial wood deviate from our ideal wood in order to produce something which is still acceptable epsilon acceptable if you will uh, and doesn't deviate too much from our um, desired uh, target f of a. Exactly. That this is this is a, so so. If if in in the production processes continuity is a very natural thing to ask for, because obviously in um, we when when we produce something, uh, we will always have some 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 margins and uh, we want we want to put uh, the, the result of the production to not deviate too much from an ideal and so you would ask the machine to be actually continuous in all that we know in how accurate we have we, we we need to put in um, the raw materials uh, to actually obtain um, a result which is not deviating too much of, of our uh, target okay um, a second example maybe um if we talk about temperature so um f could be measuring the temperature uh at any point uh, on the earth 
And uh, so X will be the Earth coordinates and Y will be the temperature. And so what does continu continuity now mean and how does it affect us? Yes, so continuity at a point on Earth. Yeah, so let's say we, are, um, we have our coordinates and we can measure the temperature. And now we know, well, at different points on the Earth, there will be a different temperature. But now I, would, uh, I could formulate the following question in the setting of continuity. If the measurement of temperature is accurate, and then I am at point A with temperature F of A, how much can I um, move from my uh, original location if I do not want the temperature to vary more than, let's say, five degrees Celsius. Yeah, let's say I'm uh, at, at my um, hometown and I measure a temperature of 20 degrees Celsius. And I uh, do not want to go too far away to something that is too cold or something that is too warm. So I would say um, my, my margin, my epsilon neighborhood of temperatures that I uh, accept are... Um, between 25 and 15 degrees. So this is my epsilon neighborhood of temperatures. And now I'm looking for a delta neighborhood in which I can move such that um, the temperature does not vary too much. So if I move, let's say, um, 10 meters from my original location A to another location X, I want F of X, the temperature at point X, not to, yeah, not to be uh, the the difference between the temperature at X and A. I want it to be smaller than um, than the temperature uh, than than the five degrees Celsius that that are my my margin of deviation that I allow for. Yeah. So uh, and well, I think that that the temperature itself, if we do not consider any closed rooms that we need to pass through, is also very, um, a very well ex chosen example for, for something that is continuous. Because So we intuitively know, I think, that if I just move around some meters to the left or to the right, the temperature will not, will not change too much. And this too much, this is, uh, this is something that we, that we can control with, with our uh, definition of continuity. Also, in the following sense, if I, I, I think intuitively it should also be clear if I, if I want the temperature to vary even less, so let's say not five degrees but only one degree, this will also reflect on the size of the neighborhood that I'm allowed to move, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so the smaller epsilon, the, the, the tendency of delta is getting smaller also. Yeah. Okay, very, very good. So we have some, I think we have built up some intuition of this whole thing. Uh, but now let's, let's take a step back and look at this from a completely different angle. Uh, so we have discussed um, metric spaces and a notion of metric spaces, a very, very important notion of metric spaces, uh, which was this again, uh, Fabian? Uh, the notion of convergence. Yes. Exactly. So we have discussed convergence. And uh, if I want to um, map or if I go from one metric space to another metric space, I want convergence somehow to be, uh, or well, I, will, I will single out those mappings that 
kind of respect convergence in one space to the one in, in the other. So uh, can we say something about what this res uh, having, having respect for the individual terms of convergence means in context to con continuity? Yes, so, um, so what we want, so the structure preserving property that you mentioned is if I take um, a, a convergent sequence in my metric space X, well, I can plug every element of the sequence into my function f and map it to the codomain y. I get a new sequence, but now the sequence is called f of xn and it uh, is a sequence in y. And now I think a very uh, natural hope would be if I start out with a convergent sequence in x and I map it with f to a sequence in y, then this sequence is again convergent. And um, if the limit of my sequence xn is x, then I want also the limit of uh, the sequence f of xn to be f of x. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be a very nice notion or a nice property of a of a of a map, or let's say a, a good map, maybe also the right map between two uh, metric spaces and. I think we also have a term for this. Um, we talk, we, um, as we, today's topic is uh, continuity, we call this concept of continuity also a sequentially continuous map. Yeah, uh, and it's also, um, so one can also show, uh, there's a proof for this to show that in the metric space, the sequential continuity is actually an equivalent concept to the epsilon delta continuity that we discussed in the first part of today's episode. So, um, if, if, uh, uh, gathered, gathered all what you said, continuous maps between metric spaces are precisely the ones preserving convergence. So this yes. is, I think a, a wonderful, a wonderful place to stop here. Uh, and, uh, we will then go to particular, more particular examples and more mathematical examples in the next episode. So thank you very much for being here, Fabian. Yeah, thanks. So what did we learn today? We learned when a mapping F is continuous from a metric space X to a metric space Y. Also, we have learned some, well, rather practical examples of what a continuous function could be and we learned that continuous functions are precisely the ones mapping convergent sequences to convergent sequences. Next time we're going to learn some more mathematical examples.